Silver on the futures chart currently down 23 cents, while gold, similar pattern, although flat on the day, down 35 cents. Well, hello there and good morning, my friends. Chris Marcus here with you for Arcade Economics on a Wednesday morning, September 13th, where we have the latest CPI inflation readings out. And we're going to dig into those as well as some of the latest silver news to walk you through what's going on out there. So hope you're having a great day and off to a good start. And let's dig in because, as I mentioned, we did get the latest CPI readings, which came in. A little higher than expected and have increased since the previous month, showing that the Fed, as expected, is going to continue running into problems, especially with the higher energy prices and making it harder to see some of the CPI inflation readings come down. Obviously, they often look at the core, which excludes oil and food, although, of course, eventually those things do factor into the rest of the economy and as you can see here, consumer price index rose 0.6% in August, and in terms of the year-over-year, year was up 3.7% from a year ago. Core CPI at 0.3% and 4.3%. And again, the big gain here was the energy prices rising 5.6% on the month, which included a 10.6% surge in gas prices while real average hourly earnings declined 5% for the month. Estimates were slightly higher than expected in terms of the headline number, came in at 0.6% versus a 0.6% expectation, although year over year was 3.7 versus 3.6. And in terms of the core, it was 0.3% versus a 0.2% expectation and the 4.3% on the year matched what Wall Street was expecting. And as we see here from the CPI release, the all items at 0.6 compared to 0.2% in July, slightly higher in the core 0.3 versus 0.2% in July, with the energy coming in at that 10.5% big jump, which obviously is linked to oil prices with Crude now at 88.75 and Brent oil at 92.08. And with both Saudi Arabia and Russia extending their oil production cuts until the end of the year, certainly not an ideal situation there and going to make it difficult to continue to see the decreases that we've seen throughout the year, which obviously is going to be a big factor for the Federal Reserve as the market is awaiting the pause, which we've had a little bit of. And in a minute, I'll show the probabilities for next Wednesday's meeting, still uh, showing an expected pause there, although making things difficult going forward. Here we have a look at the PC index, which came out about a week and a half ago. And you can see both the PCE and the core came in at 0.2%, same as the previous month although year-over-year year rising 3.3% versus 3% a year ago and 4.2 versus 4.1, which in net has led to some choppy trading early in the morning on Wednesday. See the dollar index now up $0.09 cents, has really fluctuated quite a bit since the announcement came out at 8.30, which is similar to what we have seen in the gold and silver prices 
Here you can see the announcement comes out. And there's been some big swings in both directions, up and down, leaving silver on the futures chart currently down 23 cents, while gold, similar pattern, although flat on the day, down 35 cents. So no major moves out of the metals or the dollar so far, which in net has left the Fed still highly on target for a pause at next week's meeting, which will be coming your way on Wednesday, September 20th. So just a week from today where you have 97% probability of another pause priced in. Well, going a little farther out, here you can see we're currently in the 525 to five and a half bucket. Still a favorite going forward that this will be the last of the rate hikes, although decent probability up to 40% that we see another hike by December. Possibility of cuts continues to get pushed out further and further. Of course, we saw how quickly this changes when there are issues in the banking sector, which certainly are not lessening given the higher rates that we are seeing. So at least for the time being, going to continue that pattern where things on the surface, at least the mainstream on Wall Street, looking as if things are good to go and some pricing in even no probability of a recession, although I would suggest some of the data, a little bit of which we'll take a look at before we wrap up today, suggesting that things continue to weaken. Yet, I imagine we'll see a similar environment to what we've seen over the past couple months where indicators like the metal or the VIX remain at somewhat calm levels until we do have another spark, similar to what we saw back in March and April of this year. So at least as of now, that is what we are seeing in the futures market for the Fed probabilities. And again, we'll get a little more color on that next week and certainly the markets will be looking forward to any language or wording changing what the fed is expecting to do although i imagine it'll be a statement rather similar to what we saw at jackson hole and the previous couple meetings where i don't think the fed is going to come out and say that they've declared victory over inflation and they're still looking at the data and will allow for the possibility of rate cuts so think that meeting where we get a definitive announcement that inflation has been broken and rate hikes are done and there's a definitive pause, I would not be expecting that in September, especially in light of the data that came out today. So taking a look at some of the silver activity, here we see the ETFs and funds where silver continues to come out of many of these funds, suggesting that still a lack of any institutional interest into the metals. You see iShares over the past four weeks, down 12 million ounces, including the COMEX and the other funds. We see 24 million ounces, 24.7 million ounces of silver have come out of those ETFs. Here you can see in chart form where really back since, uh, let's call it June, May, June of last year, blue line indicating the amount of silver in those funds continues to come out. And there wasn't even really an increase when we did see those increases in the price has been a steady drop coming out. You can see the week by week bars here showing a lot of red, some inflows, but again, a steady grind lower, even despite the higher prices. So the institutional investors not participating in I know this is going to upset some people, but calling it a rally since back in March, where again, we were close to $20 silver and got back up near 26 and has 
been trading in a range between 23 and 26 since then. Of course, today on the lower end of that range, just around $23. But similar picture in gold where see a lot of metal was going in March and April of last year and then a steady decline out, as you can see by the blue line indicated here. Even despite the rise in the gold price. Now, what's different on the gold side is that during the banking issues of March and April, we did see a couple of weeks almost, let's call that, looks like eight or nine weeks of inflows, which brought that line a little higher as the price was rising. Although since then, uh, metal coming out as indicated by the red bars here or the decline in the blue line there. So while there was a little bit of a deviation for those couple months where was a lot of interest in gold and a lot of coverage of gold, even some of the banks recommending gold for a couple months there. Although, again, you see ever since beginning of June, we've seen a steady withdrawal of gold from these ETFs. And in terms of gauging where things are going on a short-term basis, what continues to be one of the best indicators is the banking position on the COT report, which is released every Friday, covering the Tuesday, Wednesday to Tuesday period from the prior week. And this is the report that came out and was released last Friday, September 8th, showed the period up to September 5th. And as you can see, banks, swap dealers have gotten net short again, adding shorts, reducing longs a little bit. And here's the net positioning. So about 6,200 contracts. You can see the funds once again have become long in the managed money category here. And compare this back to what we saw in August 8th. Or here you had the swap dealers net long about 500 contracts. On August 15th, that jumped net long about 6,000 contracts. And going back to the chart here, See, August 8th to August 15th was when the price was down under $23 as the banks had gotten long. And sure enough, that was when you saw the rally. Banks got short again, and the price has come back in a bit. Now, I would imagine on the report that is released this week, we'll probably see some improvement in the swap dealers category. So I would imagine this 6,200 contract short position, probably see some covering of that over the past week while the price has come down. And of course, we'll keep you posted on that next week as the latest one is released. And in terms of some other news affecting the currencies that came out earlier this week, there was a comment from the Japanese central bank where Kazuo Ueda suggested that an end to negative interest rates was possible if they were confident that wages and prices were rising sustainably and that they could have enough information on the wage outlook by the end of the year suggesting that they might back further away from their yield curve control experiment, which has put a cap on the bond yields in Japan. And we can see quite a reaction so far this week. On Monday, you can see there was a big jump in the yield going from 65 basis points up to 70 basis points where it has traded so far for most of the week. Similar reaction in the yen dollar exchange rate. We saw the yen strengthen at that same time on Monday, going from 147.8 down as low as 145.9, although the yen has been selling off throughout the week and back up to 147.5 as we are recording now on Wednesday morning. But obviously, as the yen is one of the major components in the dollar index, I believe representing about 13% of the weighting 
obviously going to have an impact on the dollar and which by extension will be having an impact on the metals. So certainly something to be keeping an eye on going forward. And again, these were just comments, not an official policy change from Japan that came out the other day. And obviously a lot can happen in between now and when they conceivably take action, but something that is going on out there that will have an impact and perhaps in some ways points out some of the flaws of how much trading, in my opinion, is based around the dollar index, which is not really what I would consider a measure of true strength or weakness of the dollar. But again, the dollar relative to other currencies, euro being the main component at about 57%, and the British pound also at another 11%. So you have the pound, euro, and yen comprising 81% of that index, where you're seeing very similar fiscal and monetary policies out of those three groups. So when you see the dollar index, just keep in mind that not necessarily measuring how strong or weak the dollar actually is, but just relative to these other currencies. Although despite my or your feelings about how that works, that is currently how the system runs. So just incorporating all these data points and then eventually how that filters down to gold and silver is what we can do for now. Although a quick look at some of the data showing continued signs that things are not perhaps as great as the Biden administration would indicate. Here is the conference board leading economic index, which shows that when you've seen substantial drops in that index has matched the recession periods going back to 2000, where you saw as the dot-com bubble was bursting, index dropped gray here, indicating recession. Similar in 2008, we saw that plummet, as well as in 2020, when we saw another drop like we are seeing now, which along with the inverted bond yields that we continue to see are suggesting that the economy is headed towards a recession. And perhaps we would already be in an overt recession had it not been for the Fed's latest policy that bailed out the banks back in March, which has added a lot of liquidity to the system. And again, prop things up. Although in the meantime, another thing that we are seeing is the number of US corporate defaults already bigger than last year. And this was back as of July 25th, 55 American-based companies defaulted on loans for the first half of 2023, which was a 53% increase over the total number of defaults in 2022. And with credit conditions tightening and banks less willing to extend loans, obviously that doesn't suggest an easier environment in the months going forward. Yet at the same time, still looking at the possibility of another hike, rates higher for longer until we see some sort of breakage in the markets, which is the dynamic we're left with, which again is why you continue to hear, even despite the Fed's latest comments, that many are still expecting those interest rate cuts going into next year, which the Fed itself has mentioned in its summary of economic projections many times that even they had been expecting rate cuts next year and a lower Fed funds rate. We'll be getting an update on that next Wednesday. And that's something that will be interesting to see if they are still forecasting that same lower rate next year. And it was about a percentage point lower next year. And then another 1.2% lower the following year. I would imagine that's been pushed out a little bit based on the data that's come out. But again, we'll get a little bit more insight into that in just a week from today. So 
Either case, that's what's going on this morning. Hope you found that one helpful. Before we wrap up, did want to mention that for anyone who is in the market for silver, Miles Franklin is currently running a special on Silver Val Canby bars at $1.99 over the spot price of silver. So if you are in the market to increase your silver position at this time, you can email us at arcadia at milesfranklin.com and happy to answer any questions about that or any of the things that we cover here on the show. So again, that's arcadia at milesfranklin.com and has been fun interacting with a lot of the people who have written in there. And if you have any questions, that's a great way to reach us. So with that said, going to wrap up for today, but thanks for being here. Hope you found this one helpful and we will see you again tomorrow. Mm -hmm.